Shalom to all. Today's daf is Sati Daf Yod, and we are starting at the beginning of the fifth line. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Moshe, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars, Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And we continue talking about Shimshon. The Pasuk says, Vekar Shimshon al Hashem. Shimshon called out to Hashem. Vayemran, he said, Hashem laikim, Zachreni na, remember me, Vachaskeni na, and strengthen me. Achapama said, just this time, Vinakmana kamachas mishtei name plishtim. And let me take revenge from one of my two eyes from the plishtim. This is referring to after they had captured him, they had gouged out his eyes, they brought him to this big stadium for entertainment, and he asked for one last feat of strength to be able to defeat the plishtim. Now, Marav, Rav explains, Amr Shimshon Fnei Kosh Baruch Shimshon said in front of Hashem, Rebunish Lailam, Zachar Li Esrim Shonash Shafati Es Yisrael, please remember the 20 years I judged Am Yisrael, V'loy Amarti Lechem Mehem, I never even told one of them, Haverly Makel and Makel and Makel, bring me a stick from one place to another. But just that, allow me one more Nakama, and Rashi explains when he said, one of my two eyes in the Pasuk, Achas Mishtei he meant that if that's not enough, let me use the schos of one of the eyes that they had gouged out to be able to take revenge, and this chos of the other eye that gouged out, that I'll save for the next world. Now going back to his first wife that he had married from Timna, the Pasuk says, Vayelch Shimshon V'yelkad Shlosh Meyel Shlalim, Shimshon went and he captured 300 foxes. Now this happened after he found that his wife from Timna was given to another man, he captured 300 foxes, tied their tails together, placed a flaming torch in between them, set them free in the Plishti field, burning all their crops. So the question is, Mashlan Shlalim, why did Dafka catch foxes? So Amr Rabbi Eva Bar Nagdi, Amr Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, Amr Shimshon said, the thing that goes backwards should come and repay the plishtim because they went back on their shvua. The plishtim weren't faithful to Shimshon and they went back on their shvua. So he took a fox who, when confronted, it doesn't turn around and run away. It walks backwards. Teach him that lesson. The Gemara continues. Time we have a bride. So Amr Shimon Achasid, being safe with Shimshon, in between Shimshon's shoulders, Shishim Amahaya. That was sixty amas. That wasn't the literal size of his shoulders, but he was able to carry something that was sixty amas. Remember the pasuk says, "Vishkav Shimshon Shimshon slept till halfway through the night to chatzais. He got up in the middle of the night. He took hold of the doors of the entrance to the city, and in the two doorposts. And he lifted them up with the briach, with the bolt, and he put them on his shoulders. And we know that the doors of Aza weren't less than 60 amas wide. So we see that he was able to carry a load of 60 amas. The Gemara goes back to talk about when he was captured and he was put in jail. The Pasuk says, He was grinding in jail. What does it mean he was grinding in jail? means nos. The Pasuk says, ishti. Let my wife grind for another man. And this is talking about znos, or relations. Lamed was his teacher, Shekal Echad Vechad Hevilayas Ishtay Lebeis Asurim. All the Plishtim brought their wives to jail, Kadeshit Zabar Hemenu, so that they could become pregnant from Shimshon. Amar of Papa, Papa says, Hanu Damri That's what people say. Kami de Shasa Chamra Chamra. To a person who drinks wine, so you should bring him wine. Kamar Fuka Gredi Dovla. To a farmer, to a person that works the earth, so bring him a basket of vegetables. And Shimshon was involved with Plishti women, so at the end, more Plishti women were brought to him. Tells us, call Mazana Ishtim Zananus Olive. If a person's Mazana, so his wife will be Mazana as well. Shanamar the Pasik says, Im Nifta Libial Isha. If my heart was seduced over a woman, Val Pesach Reya Rafti, or if I lay in wait by my neighbor's door, for his nos, Uksivit another Pasik says, Titchan Lacher Ishti, let my wife grind for another man, Vela Yechron Acherun, and may strangers kneel over her. So you see that when a man does nos, a woman will be Mazana as well. Vahinu Damrienchi, that's what people say. Iube Kari Vitze Bebutsini. He's involved with the big squash, and she deals with small squash, meaning if the husband's doing an Avera, the wife's going to do an Avera as well. Shimshon judged Am Yisrael like the Father in Heaven. Shemar the pasuk says, Don Yod in Amai Ka'achad v'Gaimer. This pasuk is referring to Sheva Don, and Shimshon was from Don. The pasuk means Don will judge his people like Achad. What Achad? Achad is referring to Yehudei Shel Olam to Hashem. Shimshon's name was the name of Hashem. Shemar the pasuk says, Kishemeshu Magen Hashem Lekim v'Gaimer. Hashem is a Shemesh and a Magen, and the root of Shimshon's name is Shin Mem Shin. The Gemara says, Al Me'ativ. That's really so. We shouldn't be allowed to erase the name 
Shem Shon or Shin Mem Shin because that's Hashem's name. So Gemara says, El Me'ench Mashagash Baruch Hu. It's like the name of Hashem. It's an expression of the name of Hashem. Ma'kash Baruch Hu Megan Al Kolayim Kulay. Just like Hashem protects the entire world, Av Shem Shon Megan B'Dayr Al Yisrael. So too, Shem Shon in his generation, he protected Am Yisrael. Rabbi Yechon Rechon says, Bilam Chigib Ragla Achas Hoya. Bilam was lame in one of his feet. Shemar the Pasuk says, Vayelach Shefi, and he went limping. Shem Shon Chigib Shtei Ragla Vaya. Shem Shon was lame in both feet. Shemar it says, Shvi Fon Ali Oirach, slithering along the way. I think Mark continues to Rabban Chamisha Nivru Mi Ein Dogma Shal Maila. There are five people that were created with some sort of dogma, some sort of aspect of similarity to Kachabrichu, Vakulim Lakubahen, and all of them were stricken through that thing. Shimshon Bakaychai, Shimshon with his strength, Shal Batsavari, Shal with his neck, Avshalom Basari, Avshalom with his hair, Tzidkia Ba'enov, Tzidkia who was a king at the end of the first base of Mikdash with his eyes, Asa Baraglov, Asa who was a king, a grandson of Rechavam, great grandson of Shlomo Melech, with his feet. Shimshon Bakaychai, the Chsev, it says in the Pasik Vasar Kachme Olav, his Kaych was removed from him, and we know that Shimshon's Kaych was supernatural. Shal Batsavari, Shal with his neck, and we know that Shal was head and shoulders above everyone, so that's why we're saying that his neck was unique. Now, how do we know that he was struck with that? The Pasik says, Shal took the sword of Ayipal Aleha and he fell on it, and we're understanding that he fell on the sword in a place where it's going to kill him, namely the neck. Avshalom Basari, Avshalom with his hair, like we're going to say later on, we're going to have a significant portion of the story of Avshalom later on in Amun Bez. Tzidkia Be'enov Tzidkia with his eyes. The Chesed Pasik says, as any Tzidkia Iver, Nebuchadnezzar blinded the eyes of Tzidkia, and Asa Baraglov, Asa with his feet. The Chesed Pasik says, Rakl Eisik Nasai. In the time of his old age, Chalas Raglov, his feet got sick, meaning his feet got struck with a debilitating illness. And for Amrav Yehuda Marav, Shachazase Padagra, Padagra got his feet. What's Padagra? Some translated as gout. Amrali Marzotra Braid Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, Hechidam Padagra. What's the expression of Padagra? How does it feel? Amrali told him, Kemach the Basar Achai. It's like needles poking into raw flesh. Menoyada asked the Gemara, how did he know that? So Ekidam Rusam say, Mechashavachashbei, that he actually had Padagra. So that's how he knew. Ekidam Rusam say, Me Rabbi Shamalei, he heard this from his Rabbi. Ekidam Rusam say, Said Hashem Lirev, Risa Loidiam, the secret of Hashem is to those that fear him and his bris to inform them. So Hashem told him, that's how he knew. I think Mark continues, Darshrav, Ravadarshim, Bnei Manesh Asa. Why was Asa punished? The answer is, Bnei Asa and Garib, Talmid Chachamim, because he made Talmid Chachamim do work of the king. Shemrit says, Vahamelech Asa, Hishmias, call Yehuda. King Asa called together all of Yehuda, Enaki, no one was exempt, everyone had to do work for the king. Now, my Enaki, what's the depth behind the words Enaki that no one was exempt? Amrav Yehuda Marav, Afil Chasim Echadrai, Machal Mechupasa, even a Chasan and a Kala had to come and help do this work. And we know that the Pasuk says about a Chasan that Naki Yelabesai, he should be clean and exempt and he stays at home and he doesn't have to do work. Here it says, A Naki, no one was exempt, implying that the Chasan, who should be exempt, wasn't exempt. And that's why Asa was punished. We continue to talk about Shimshon. Ksevet says, Vayer Shimshon Timnasa. Shimshon went down to Timna. Ksevet, another Pasuk says, and this talks about the story of Yehuda and Tamar, which we're going to get involved in in a minute. Behold, your father in law is going up to Timna. So does one have to go down to Timna? Does one have to go up to Timna? And they were both in Eretz Yisrael, so we're assuming they were talking about the same Timna. So Rablazar Rablazar answers, Shimshon Shanizganabak, Sivbe Yurida. Shimshon had a downfall through going to Timna. He married this woman from Timna, so therefore it says that he went down to Timna. Whereas Yehuda Shanis Alaba, Yehuda had an Aliyah, he had an elevation, Ksivbe Aliyah, so it says that he went up to Timna. Because when he went to Timna, he was with Tamar, and from there he had two sons, which continued the chain of Yehuda, which eventually led to Malcha Yehuda. He says, There were two Timnas that we're talking about. One of them you had to go down to get to, one of them you had to walk up to get to. Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, There was only one Timna. If you come from the top of the mountain, so you have to go down to Timna, which was in the middle. And if you come from the bottom of the mountain, you had to walk up to Timna, which was in the middle. Kigayin, a similar thing we see, is Rardanya, Ube, Bari, Vishuka, Dinarash. All three of these are in the middle of a mountain. So depending on where you're coming from, depends if you're going down or up. Now we're going to be getting a discussion of Yehuda and Tamar. So let's just remind ourselves what happened. Yehuda married his first son off to Tamar. He died. He married the next one to Tamar as well. He also died. 
died. Yehuda then sent Tamar to her father's house. Tamar saw that Yehuda had no plans of allowing her to marry his third son, so she dressed up and sat at the crossroads. Yehuda passed by thinking she was a Zaina, requested her services, didn't have payment, so he gave her his chesem psil and mata, seal, cloak, and staff as collateral until he sent payment. After the act, she disappeared, and he wasn't able to give her payment. Three months later, Yehuda was told that his daughter-in-law Tamar was mezane and was pregnant. Yehuda Paskin, she had to be killed by Sreifa. Now, she didn't openly say that Yehuda was the father. Instead, she sent him the collateral he had given her with a simple comment that whomever these belong to, I'm pregnant from him. Yehuda realized that he was the one that made her pregnant, admitted it openly, sparing her life, leading to the birth of Peretz and Zarach, from whom the kings come from. So now the Pesach tells us, Pesach she went and sat at the crossroads. This tells us that she sat at the entrance to the tent of Avram Avinu, a place where all eyes looked forward to seeing it. That's his Lashon of Pesach Einayim. People look forward to seeing Avram's tent. Rav Chanan Amarav, he explains what's his Lashon of Pesach Einayim, it was a place called Einayim, that's where she was. We have a Pesach that says something similar, Tefuach V'ha'einam. He answers, Pesach Einayim means she gave reasons to her words. Kishatava, when Yehuda was Teveah her to do the act, meaning she opened up his eyes that it's okay to be with her. Amalai told her, maybe you're non-Jew. Amalai, she told him, he asked her, maybe you're married. Amalai, she told him, I'm not married. He asked her, maybe your father accepted Kiddushin for you, so you are married. Amalai, she told him, I don't have a father. He asked her, maybe you're Tomei. Amalai, she told him, so therefore he was with her. Now we just mentioned Avram Avinu's tent, so we digress a little bit to talk about Avram Avinu. The Pasuk says, Vita Eshel Shava. Avram Avinu planted an Eshel in Shava. What's this Eshel? This teaches us that he planted an orchard in Eshel means a tree. So Avram Avinu planted an orchard in Shava, and he planted all sorts of delicacies there. Rabbi Hud, Rabbi Nechemia, they argue, Chaimur 1 says Pardes, that it was an orchard, Chaimur Pundak. One of them says it was a Pundak, an inn, and an inn stands for Achila Shtialina, eat, sleep, and drink, and that's what Eishel means. So we analyze, especially with Mahadamar Pardes, we understand according to the Mahadamar that it was a Pardes, it was an orchard, that's why it says he planted it, because you plant trees. El Mahadamar Pondak, but the one that says it was an inn, my Vayita, what does it mean you plant? You don't plant an inn. So the answer is, because it says in the Pasuk, Vayita he will pitch the tents of his palace, so he sees Lashon of even by tents. Continue to talk about Avram Avinu, the Pasuk says, Hashem kel and he called over there in the name of Hashem, kel Oilam. Now Amr Shlakish al Tikri Vayikra, don't read the Pasuk as Vayikra, and he called, referring to Avram Avinu, Yudam Abbez on top, Ela Vayakri, read it as Vayakri that he called others to call out. Lamish Hikri Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu had all the pastors by that came in and out of his house, he had them call out in the name of Hashem. Ketzad, how did he do so? After they ate and they drank by him, they stood up to bless him, thank you so much, that was incredible, Azah hospitality you have. Amalami told them, Did you eat my food? You ate from the God of the world. You should give praise and thanks and bless the one to whom the world belongs to him. Don't praise me. Now going back to you then, Tamar the Pasuk tells us, Yehuda saw her and thought that she was a Zaina because she covered her face. The Gemara asked, Just because she covered her face, he thought she was a Zaina. That doesn't make sense. Zainas usually leave their faces uncovered, not covered. So from Ablazar, she covered her face in her father-in-law's house. Yehuda never saw his daughter-in-law Tamar. He didn't know how she looked. That's what it means because she covered her face. Now that he saw her face uncovered, so he thought she was a Zaina because he didn't recognize that it was his daughter-in-law because in his house she always covered her face. And the Amr of Shobar Nechmeini, Amr son, Kol Kalashit Tznur Beis Chamel, any daughter-in-law that's a Tznur in her father-in-law's house, Zaychav Yetzim Men and Melachim Nevim, Melachim and Nevim are going to come from her. Menalan, how do we know? That's me Tamar from Tamar. Nevim, how do we know that Nevim came from Tamar? The Pasuk says Chazani Shayao Ben Amites. So we have a Pasuk telling us that Shayao Anavi was a son of Amites and Melachim David. Kings came from David. We know that David came from Yehuda and from Rablevi. Rablevi says Davar Zemasaris Biadini Mavasenu. We have a Messiah from our 
forefathers, that Amats and Amatia Achim Havu, that Amat and Amatia were brothers. So you see that both kings and Nevi'im came from Tamar. The Gemara continues, Himutais, she was being brought out. This one, she was being brought out to be killed. Now, the word Himutais is translated in the Pasuk as she was being brought out. However, it's a very non specific word, and it could technically be translated as she found. And that's why the Gemara asks, Himutais, me by lay. Really, more specific wording should be used. Mitutais means she was being brought out. Mutais, as we said, is very general. It could mean that she found. Why do we use such a word? So Amr Blazer says, the Pasuk's telling us that she did find something. It was after she found the Simanim that Yehud had given her. What happened? Basamal Rikhkan, Samal the Malach, came and took the Simanim away, so she didn't have any proof that it was from Yehuda. But Gavriel the Kirvan, Gavriel came and brought the Simanim back to her, and Hayatuchsev, that's Pshat in the Pasuk, and Tehillim, Lamatseach, Al Yonas Elam Rechaikim, Ladavin Mechtam. Lamatseach is the way we begin many Prakam of Tehillim, Al Yonas Elam Rechaikim, literally translated means the distant dove of silence, Ladavin Mechtam, a Mechtam to David. Now we're going to explain this. Amrabi Yechanan, Mishash, and Srachu when the Simanim were brought far away from her, Nasis Kiyoina Ilemes, she, Tamar, was turned into a Yaina, a dove, that was Elaine that couldn't say anything, because now she had no proof of who it was from. Ladavid Mechtam, what does that mean? Shiatsi Mena David, David Amel came from her, Shahaya Mach Vitam Lachal. He was Mach and Tam to everyone, that means he was humble and perfect to everyone. Davrachar Mechtam, another understanding of the word Mechtam, Shahaisa Makasai Tama, his Maka was complete. What does that mean? His Maka was complete. Shanad Kshumal, he was born with the Brismila. Usually the Makam Amila gets a maka on it, a wound, but that place that usually has a wound was Tama, it was complete. Another understanding of the word Mechtam is Kashem Shabakat Nusa Hikten Menu, just like when he was younger and he wasn't as well known, wasn't as Hashav, if you will, he made himself smaller to people that were greater than him, Lil Maitara, in order to be able to learn Tara properly. Tachbegadusa, he did the same exact thing when he was great and he was a king, he always was Machni himself on Tara, and that's the understanding of the word Mechtam. Tam Mechusai, that he was Mach, he humbled himself entire to other people. The passage continues by Tamar, it says, She sent her father in law, Lamar, saying, To the man whom these belong, I'm pregnant from him. Ask the Gemara, Why did she just tell him outright, Hey, Huda, it's from you? Why is she sending him in this whole hinting way? So, some say, It's better that a person throws himself into a fiery furnace and don't embarrass his friend in public. Menelon, where do we know this from? Mitamar, from Tamar. She was about to be killed by Sreifa, that's like a fiery furnace, and we see that she would prefer herself be killed rather than embarrass Yehuda. That's why she sent him this message in a roundabout way. The Gemara continues, she had said, Hakerna, please recognize, meaning please recognize that these Simanim are from you. He used the word Haker to tell his father, so the word Haker was used to tell him something. He used the word Haker to tell Tell his father, Hakernak, son is bin Chahi, please recognize, is this a tunic of your son? This is talking about when they sold Yosef and they want to try to cover it up from Yaakovinu, so they killed a goat and they dipped Yosef's kutainus in blood, and this was at the instruction of Yehuda. And then they went to their father and they said, Please recognize, is this your son's kutainus? So they brought this bad news to Yaakov with the word Haker. So therefore, Haker Bisruhu, bad or embarrassing news, was brought to Yehuda with the same exact word, Haker Nolami. She said, Please recognize, who do these belong to? And they obviously belong to Yehuda. Now we continue dashing this Pasuk. She said, no, please recognize. Eina Alashem Bakasha. No, as a Bakasha. Amalashi was telling him, Babakasha Mucha, I'm pleading of you. Hakir Pnei Baracha, please recognize your creator of Al Talaminecha Meni and don't turn your eyes away from me. Because Yehuda technically could have pretended he didn't know what was going on. He wouldn't have been embarrassed and she would have been killed and his name would have been saved. But nonetheless, the Pazi tells us, Bakar Yehuda, Yehuda recognized Vayyam and he said, Tzadka, she's right. Me, many, it's from me. I'm the one that made her pregnant. And Hainu Dama Rabchan Barbizna, Amr Shem Chasida, the Yosef Shakir Shem Shemaim Beseser, Yosef was Makashim Shemaim in pride. 
private. He didn't do that very with Aishas Beitifar. He was like, and one letter of the name of Hashem was added onto his name. We have a passage that says, He made a testimony for Yosef. Now the name Yosef over here in this passage has an extra hey added in, and that's from the name of Hashem. But Yehuda, Yehuda was he was like that his entire name has Hashem's name in it. Yehuda's name has Yud Kevavke in it completely. And the Kimach Haida, one Yehuda was Maida, that it was him. The Amr and he said, Sadka, she's right, me many, it's from me. Abbasko came out and said, You saved Tamar and her two sons from the fire. Chayacha by your life. I'm going to save in your schos. Three of your sons from the fire. Who are these three sons of Yehuda that were saved from the fire? They were saved from the Kivshana Ish. And the more continues, Yehuda had said, It's Sadka, she's right, me many, it's from me. Ask Gemara, Mino Yada, how did he know? Maybe she was Mizana with other people and she was pregnant from them. So Gemara answers, Yatsa Basko, Amra Basko came out and said, Me many, Yatsu Kivushim. From me, says Hashem, Kivushim, hidden things have come about. In other words, the Basko was informing Yehuda that this whole situation in a way was manipulated so that Yehuda's line can continue. Now, after this whole story, the Pasik tells us, Vla Yasaf Data. Now, if we translate it literally, it could mean that he didn't continue knowing her. Now, Amr Shmuel Saba, Chamud of Shmuel Bar Ami, Shmuel Saba, the father-in-law of Rav Bar Ami said, Mishmeid of Shmuel Bar Ami, in the name of Shmuel Bar Ami, that really the understanding of the Pasuk is, once he found out about her, that she's a Sadekes, Shovlai Pasak Mimeno, he didn't stop being with her, he continued living with her. Sev says over here, V'loy Yosef Adladata, Uk Sev and it says over there, Kal Yosef, a great sound that didn't seize. So the word over here, V'loy Yosef, doesn't mean that he didn't continue, it means he didn't seize, he didn't stop. Now going back to what we had said before about Avshalom, Avshalom is God, Besari Vuchulu, Avshalom was haughty with his hair, so he was struck with his hair. Let's just have a quick understanding about who Avshalom was. Avshalom, a son of David Amelech, was a Nazir, as we're going to see, and he had beautiful hair as well. Every year he made a great feast, brought many karbanas, and invited many friends and dignitaries, and a series of events led him to rebel against his father and attempt to usurp the throne. Eventually, Avshalom and his men had to flee, but as he passed under a tree, his hair got caught in the branches. David's men caught up with him and killed him. So Gemara tells us, Marad, he rebelled because of his hair. Shanamar the Pasuk says, There was no man as handsome and as beautiful as Avshalom in the kingdom. It's not only physical beauty, but it's also spiritual beauty. He was a very special holy man. And then the Pasuk tells us, When he would shave his head, at the end of every single year, that he would shave, because his hair was very heavy on him. He would cut his hair, and he would weigh the hair of his head, and it weighed 200 shekel by the weight of the king. So he really had quite the growth of hair at the end of every year. And as we had said, this was part of a very big feast. Now the Gemara explains, we have a this Evan Amelech that he weighed his hair by was a weight that the people of Tiveria and Sipari used to weigh by, and that was an extremely heavy weight. Now, because he was misguided with his hair, therefore, he was hanged by his hair. Shana the Pasuk says, Avshalom chanced upon the servants of David, Avshalom was riding his mule, and his mule went underneath a large elm tree. Really, the proper word is, and his head got caught on this tree, and he was hanging in between Shemaim and Aretz, and the mule that was under him passed, which means that he was hanging by his hair. He took out his sword. He wanted to cut his hair so he could run away. At that very moment, Sha'el opened up from underneath him so he couldn't cut his hair or he would fall into it. Because of that, he was stuck and then he was killed. Now, the Pasuk tells us about David's reaction when he heard that Avshalom was killed. The king trembled. And he went up to the upper level of the gate. And he cried. And this is what he said as he went. Bini of Shalom, my son of Shalom. Bini, Bini of Shalom, my son, my son of Shalom. Mi ten moisi anita If only I could have died in your place. Of Shalom, Bini, 
Ani, Avshalim, my son, my son. And the puzzle continues, Vahamel Chalat as Panov, and the king wrapped his face, Vahizak Hamel Chal Gadol. And the king cried out in a great voice, Bini, Avshalim, Avshalim, Bini, Bini. So he cried excessively for his son, Avshalim. The Gemara asked, Hani Tamanya Bini Lama, why did he say the word Bini, my son, seven times? So the Gemara answers, Shiva to ask him, Shiva Midura Gehenim, seven times were to take him out of the seven levels of Gehenim. Ikadamri, some say that the eighth time helped the Karev Reisha Lagabi Gufe, that his head was now brought miraculously to his body. Vikadamri, some say that I say the Amada Asi, that the eighth time brought him into the next world. Seven times took him out of Gehenim, the eighth time brought him to Eilam Abba. Now the Gemara quotes a Pasuk that tells us that Avshalom took a stone and he made a monument for himself. So the Pasuk tells us, Avshalom Lokach Vayatsev Loi Bechayov, and he took and he set up for himself in his life. Ask the Gemara, my Lokach, what does it mean he took? So Amrish Lokach, Lokach says, Shalokach Mekach Rel Atzmai, he took a bad Mekach for himself, which means he made an unwise decision. The Pasuk continues, Esmat Seves Asher Be'emekamelch Vagaymer, the pillar that was in the valley of the king. That's a literal understanding of the Pasuk, but now we're going to understand what Emekamelch really means. Amr this is because of the deep Eitzah, the deep council of the Melech of the world. Now, what does it mean, this Eitzah Amukah of the Melech Shal Olam? The Pasuk says, I'm going to bring about bad on you from your house. This is what David HaMelech was told after the whole story with him, Bathsheba. So the whole story with Hashalom was because of this Eitzah, if you will, the council of Hashem, because of David HaMelech with Bathsheba. And the Gemara continues, We see something similar from the following Pasuk, that the word Emek is a lashon of Eitzah Amukah, and he sent him from the Emek of Chevron. This is referring to when Yaakov sent Yosef to go see how his brothers were doing, and then we know what happened from there. Yosef was sold. Now the Gemara has to explain why it says Emek Chevron. Chevron wasn't a valley, it was actually on a mountain. So it means the deep counsel of that tzaddik that's buried in Chevron, referring to Avram Avinu, the Chesiv, the Pasuk says, You know that your children will be Gerim in a land that's not theirs. It was all started by Yaakov sending Yosef to go see how his brothers were. Now back to Avshal. This Pasuk tells us the reason why he said of this Matseva, this monument, is Ki Amar, because he said, Ainli Ben, I don't have a son. Ask Bani, he didn't have any children. The Pasuk says, Avshalom had three sons and a daughter. So he answers, He didn't have a son that could be a king. Rabchizda says that's something different. Gemiri, we have a tradition, we have a Messiah. If a person burns his friend's grain, he's not going to have a son to inherit him. That's like a Midah Kenagin Midah. If you burn someone else, his seed, so your seed is not going to be around. So what did Avshalom do wrong? He had burned Yayev's grain. The Pasuk says, Avshalom told his Avadim, See that the field of Yayev is next to mine. He has barley over there. Go burn it in fire. And the servants of Avshalom burned Yayev's field in fire, and because of that, his children died. So that's why Avshalom said, I don't have any children. He actually didn't have children. We're going to stop here for the day. We'll pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about the Mishnah and this concept of Midah, Kenegad Midah, for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.